I, I know I said this already, but I love this Sunday. Um, I love preaching, you know that. And now that I have some energy, I can't wait to preach again. Uh, f- if you don't know this, food is marvelous. <laughs> Amen? And I overdid it bad yesterday. Uh, I went to a tailgate party, and I said, I'm not going to eat pizza. Because that's just, I'm too old for that. My body and pizza just don't get along. But I proved that to myself yesterday. I ate some, and I paid for it all night. I sat up to 3 o'clock in the morning talking to Elizabeth because my stomach was so angry with me. Uh, I may not even eat at all today. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I love preaching. I can't wait. Next week, you come back. We're going to pick up the series, the marks, the four marks of people that God uses. How many of you want to be used by God? There are four marks that are so clearly delineated in the very different kinds of leaders and great people of the Scripture. Very different people had very different assignments, very different personalities. Some were very bold, A-type. Others were... C-type thinkers, bean counters, some were very quiet and reserved, but all were mightily used by God, and they have four things in common. The first one is brokenness. There are broken people. The second one is an uncommon communion. They had an uncommon communion with God. There's two more that we're going to talk about in the ensuing Sundays, and I want to encourage you to be here. When we're done, we're going to make a four-CD set so that you can have that, um, and you can pass that on to other people. But enough of the advertisement. That's all going to start again next week. But today, as you see the sign up there, today we call this, In God We Boast. If we're going to boast, let us boast in the Lord. Amen? And uh, I am so thrilled at what the Lord has done and is doing. In this fellowship, we've spent 40 days pressing into the Lord. We had an incredible revival I'll talk more about that at the end. Um, But I've asked a few people if they would come and just share a little bit about what God did in their life. So I'm going to invite my Aunt Faith to come. We really appreciated some things that she told me about her time um, with the Lord. And I'll let her tell you what, what God led her to do in those 40 days and some of the unexpected results of that. So, Aunt Faith, if you would come, and uh, we'll hear from a few more folks today. I just wanted, this is just bragging on God's Sunday. So, uh, let's take a listen. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, the, I prayed about it, and the Lord led me to fast Facebook and, and Heyday. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that without laughing. Heyday is a, is a kid's farm game on the computer. And uh, Kristen made me start playing it because she needed a neighbor. And <laughs> I, I didn't realize how much of my life was being eaten up by this. Um, and, it, you know, I just I felt like I needed to do that. And two days before the 40 days was, were up, I deleted it so that I can't go back into it again. Um, it was 
it was that much of a hold. And you, you can think of a 12-year-old that has a problem with, with the internet or whatever, not a 65-year-old. That was, that was eye-opening to me. But what the Lord showed me was um, I was filling up I was filling up time was what I was doing. Um, I didn't want things around you, you know, go sour or, or sad or bad or whatever. I could take that out my phone and play that game and just kind of ignore everything going on around me. And uh, that's, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're, we're supposed to be leaning on the Lord and, and facing those things and um, you know, uh, life gets complicated when you get older. Uh, the Facebook, that was equally hard because I, I get a lot of my, uh, prayer requests from Facebook. I like staying in touch with family and with friends. And uh, that was, I thought, you know, well, that's where I get my prayer requests from. You know, how am I going to? But the Lord showed me I had plenty of plenty of things to pray for and plenty of people to pray for, and the Lord just kept setting them in front of me. And our Wednesday nights were amazing. If you're not coming out for a Wednesday night prayer meeting, you you really need to get out for it. Uh, it's it's a more family time. It's you can talk back to the pastor, which you don't get to do on Sundays. <laughs> not not sass him, but talk, you know, answer. But um, one Wednesday night. Um, he talked about the joy of the Lord and restoring, asked the Lord to restore that joy. And that's something I've, I've struggled with myself in the last few years. And that night I happened to be sitting between my husband and my brother-in-law, um, who I love very much. And um, they, they struggle. They, since retirement, I think men get their their self-worth from retirement. Listen, men, that's not where your self-worth comes from. Both of those men are good husbands. They're good fathers. They're good grandfathers, good great-grandfathers. That's where your self-worth comes from, from the Lord, what the Lord does for you. And the Lord led me that night to pray for both of those men that I love very much, that the Lord would restore joy in their lives and uh, in their hearts. And oh, <laughs> I, I always have been a, a big reader, and since Heyday took over my life, I stopped reading. I read eight books. <laughs> I read eight books. <laughs> Amen. Isn't that great? Give her a hand. Amen. I, I just so appreciated when she shared that. Uh, thank you for that plug about Wednesday nights. Uh, they have been, they have been really something, as we watch God move. All right. I think my wife. I asked her to speak. I did too. <laughs> Remember, it was three o'clock this morning. <laughs> Pray for this woman. She's married to me. You all only have to put up with me on Sunday morning, Wednesday night. She's got me 24-7. She is. There are rewards in heaven just for staying married to this crazy preacher. But uh, I, would, I just want to say, um, 
Elizabeth did a 21-day fast at the beginning. The first, I used the first 21 days of September, right? And uh, the Lord led me to do a 40-day fast. And I, I really enjoyed fasting together with, with her. However, <laughs> when both parents have zero energy, uh, we're still trying to recoup the house uh, from that. The, the, the children figured that out. They're like hyenas, man. And they saw, they saw two weak parents, and, and they, they kind of abused that a little bit. So. <laughs> but we had some interesting times together during those 21 days. Um, and, and, and Elizabeth had some interesting things happen. And, I just, and then also the revival, anything that, that the Lord showed you there. Um, so anyway, this is my wife. And welcome her. Um, you didn't ask me to speak. No, you didn't. Well, like he said, God led me to fast for 21 days. I considered 40, but I was going to be out of town, so 21 made the most sense. But I did keep it an open mind, thinking that if I didn't feel so bad, maybe I would just continue it while I was away. No. <laughs> not even a consideration. I could not believe how weak and tired I was. Um, if I got one load of laundry done a day, I was doing good. And what I also, you know, expected some great revelations from God, some great truth, something that would minister to me, and I didn't really get any. And I was a little disappointed and maybe having a little bit of a pity party. Come on, God, I'm doing this. This is a big thing. I, I need something. And God let me to this realization that sometimes we obey for the sake of obeying. Amen. We can't obey and expect things. Amen. We obey because God said to do it, and that's where I am. One thing he did lead me to see once I had broken the fast that that physical weakness, that I needed to remember that because that's how I am without him spiritually that spiritually weak so that was something that also spoke to me and one other thing that really it blessed me greatly as a mother was that all of my children participated without me saying anything without dad saying anything it was of their own heart and every one of them that live at home except the little ones and they tried but <laughs> Participated. Samuel even fasted one day a week, and it was really hard for him, but he did it. And the older kids also fasted a lot. And that really blessed me because, you know, when you're in the thick of it with your kids and you're raising them and you wonder, is anything getting in their heads? Are they, am I doing more harm than good? And then something like that really shows you that God is in control and God is so gracious to take our our fumblings as parents and bless that faithfulness amen best preacher in the family right there she is what a blessing um this really isn't the family show but 
I did ask my oldest son um, if he would share a little bit. He joined his mom in a 21-day fast. And um, I guess my wife and I were talking about this early this morning, trying to ponder this, this fast was very difficult for me. I did it before, a year and a half ago. It was not, it was not like this one. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it wasn't painful. This one was literally painful the whole time. Um, but what really impressed me about Paul, as he stepped out in obedience, I have, and, and he knows I love him, but I had my doubts. Although I know he's, he's, got, a, he's got a quiet stubbornness. I have I have a, a not-so-quiet stubbornness. His is quiet like his mom, but it's, it's deeper. And I knew if he really decided to do it, he would do it. Um, and and uh, I've just been so proud of him, and as he's come off it, he's decided to really eat right. Um, and he's doing something that's kind of a, it's difficult. It's called the Whole30. If you want to know about that, talk to my daughter, Anna. Um, she's like the guru of that. But, but. I've asked him to share a little bit, and, and even about the physical, um, how, how you're feeling. Because being younger, when he came off the fast, he felt great. Um, so I just wanted him to share a little bit about that. So I'll start off by saying that I haven't had cheese since the month of August. <laughs> For those of you who know me, you know what a feat that is. Um, no, I just want to go over what I thought would happen during the fast before I started. I thought I would have some extreme focus, really be able to get my tasks done and things like that, um, no distractions. I may have thought that it would have been like Peter in the book of Acts, where I would just walk and people would run in my shadow and get healed. Um, <laughs> and uh, when Dad was speaking Wednesday night before we started, the day before we started, he was saying that, you know, after a week or two, you feel great. So I was expecting that. but. Here's what actually happened. <laughs> I did have extreme focus. I studied tons of recipes and learned about foods that I never knew existed before. <laughs> Instead of healing people, I felt sick the entire time. <laughs> yeah, so that was a rude awakening. Um, <clears throat> but what, and seriously, what did happen was I was too tired to do much of my free time. What that did is it forced me to take a look at my life at things that I hadn't noticed before because I was too busy. Um, and now the afterward effect, now that I have enough energy to actually start making changes has been um, even better than actually being on the fast. Um, and I do have a very long way to go, but I would just recommend that if you're stuck, if you feel like you're stuck in your spiritual life or physical life, that Fasting is a good way to start a lasting change. Um, and physically, I've, I've never felt better. I don't ever remember feeling this good. Um, in conclusion, if I can do it, so can you. <laughs> Amen. Good job. And not to tell too much of his stuff, but even as an older teenager, he struggled with, believe it or not, blood pressure. Um, and he took his, his blood pressure has been phenomenal ever since he fasted and now he's eating right. His blood pressure, is, since he was a teenager, has never been that good. 
and it's in, it's in absolute perfect range. Um, and I know Elizabeth had a lot of physical things that just disappeared during that fast that were surprising. So remember, and I said when I preached on that, is it says you're, one of the things in Isaiah, I think it's 58 or 56, 58, says, and your healing will come quickly. And that's part of what happens. Um, I, I love the fact that, you know, everyone, my, my family is coming up and saying, well, Dad said this, but here's what really happened. Um, and it happened to me, too. So, so not, I learned from that that not every fast is the same. And to be real, I'll be, the next time we do this, I'll be very careful to not set things up a certain way. Because it kind of did go that way for me the first time, and this one was, most, was very, very different. So, but the results were great. Let me talk for a minute about the revival. Most of you made it out for some portion of it. Um, and we did, I mean, we did church morning and evening. And I have put together um, a 13-CD set of all of the sermons from the morning and the evening. And um, I made 11 copies, and I was hoping that I wouldn't, they wouldn't just collect dust. But by the time church was over Wednesday, they were all gone. So if you want a cop, if you want to get one of those, which I encourage you to do so, um, you need to just let me know because I don't want to overproduce. Um, but if you'd like one, I'd, I'd love to get it for you. Um, how many of you came to one or more of the morning sessions? Yeah. I, and by the way, I want to say to you, I'm very, it worked out great with the kids being off school. Um, and the morning session was something that I thought would just be kind of just good to get different people, different pastors to preach and speak. I had no idea that those guys were going to do as well as they did. I mean, every single message that was brought was very impactful. And you could tell that the Lord was, was working. And it was... It was a beautiful thing. It really was. Well, if, if, you, uh, if, if you watch any boxing or, Lord forbid, wrestling or um, MMA, Mike, if you don't know what that is, ask Mike Glaze. He's a big fan. He can fill you in. <laughs> It's, it's, it's modern-day gladiators is what it is. It's, it's really wretched, but it's addictive. But when these guys come in, come, down the, come from the locker room, and they make their way to the, to the cage, to the octagon cage, they, they play a fight song. They play their song, their music. And um, our next speakers and our last ones are, are going to come, but they're going to come to their own fight song. I said, we're gonna, they're going to have their own song as they come down. And they, and they gave me this song, and I looked it up, and I sent it to our worship team. I said, guys, we have got to learn this song. It's apparently very new, but I love it. And I asked Jay and Lisa, you know, kind of what was, what was your theme for this fast? And, and it's the fact that we have a God who's a chain breaker. So roll that video, and you two come on and... Can we get there? If you've been walking the same old road Here's their fight song. Miles, if you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you 
trying to feel the same old holes inside. There's a better life. There's a better life. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom. We've all searched for the light of day and dead of night. We've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fire. We've all run to things we know just ain't right. And there's a better life. There's a better life. We got pain. He's a pain taker. She listens to K-Love regardless. She can take the knob off of her stereo in the car because it never moves, literally. And um, she, uh, she first introduced this song to me. And just to tell a little bit, and then I'll let Lisa talk a little bit, she's kind of timid. And it's, it's a lot for her because when Pastor Paul said something to us about coming up, at first he said, would I come and say something? And then a few days later he said, I want you and Lisa to come. And so, and, but before that, she, uh, she had told me, she said, you know, you need to, we need to work this song in somehow, some way. And, and she, out of her own doing, said, why don't we get up there and sing the song? And that was before you even said, can Lisa come? So that in itself is a big step for her. But um, just a little bit about me. Um, 
my parents got divorced when I was real young. I was about six. My sister was about three. My mother was a school teacher. Father worked on the base. Um, you know, they split up and we moved around places and places. And uh, I didn't have much uh, male leadership in my life after that. And, um, you know, I was running around with the neighborhood kids and things like that. And, you know, I, I won't get all off in it too deep, but, you know, when I was about 11, I started, you know, doing drugs and things like that, nothing, you know, major, but still, well, I guess any of it's major, but, and especially at a young age. And, you know, that went back and forth for years and years, and, um, you know, sometimes not at all, and then other times I, I would, but I got, when I was about 15, I really got involved at a church out on uh, Houston Road, and um, Lord, for me to tell the truth, I was chasing a little girl, and she got me into the church, and uh, I got very active. I was in the choir. I helped with the audio mixing. Um, we went on free, uh, retreats, and it was with them for several years. Got baptized when I was about 16 there. And, um, you know, the older we get, you know, boys start finding cars and girls and not so much church. So, you know, that kind of went that way for years to come, and um, I won't drag this out too far, but um, I have had a substance abuse problem, uh, I say, my entire life. I had a grandfather that died from alcoholism in Central State Hospital when he was 54 years old. And, um, you know, so I've battled with that. My family has a history of that, and um, I have... Uh, Lost jobs, relationships, uh, cars, and untold amounts of money over the years pursuing that. And um, this, uh, I, and I, I attend a 12-step program meeting, so I, I have some other things that help me. I have a sponsor that I talk to, and, and you know, he keeps me on the right track, and you know, he pushes me for church and, and things like that. He says, you know, don't give up your other stuff, but you need to add something, too. And uh, when we were just looking for a church, we had been going to a uh, little church out off of uh, Sardis Church Road with Lisa's sister and her family. And, you know, we enjoy it and all. And it happened to be one Sunday, and they weren't going, and we wanted to go somewhere. And I said, well, you know, we've been living in Lake Wildwood for five or six years now. Let's go see what the church around the corner is. You know, starts at 11, we'll be out by 12. You know, if, if we... <laughs> Ish. <laughs> Ish. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we thought, well, you know, we'll just see what it's about. And by the time we got back to the car, we were looking at each other thinking, wow, this really is, I think, where we were called to be. And we missed... The next Sunday, I forget what happened, we weren't there the next Sunday, but when we came in, Pastor Paul came straight to us and said, hey, Jay, hey, Lisa, how you doing? And to all the churches we've ever been to over the years, we have been on more than a few occasions and nobody knew us by name. Nobody cared to come up and say anything to us. And we thought, well, you know, we've got to, we've got to come back. This is where we, I think we need to be. Yes, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. So, but um, Pastor Paul and I have grown fast friends over the past about three months now. 
I call him every two or three days, and he, he called me the other day and asked the phone. I said, hey, man. And Lisa said, you're not supposed to say hey, man, to the preacher. <laughs> I said, well, he does it to me, too, so I guess it works both ways. So. But um, God has just made such a miraculous turnaround in my life, you know. Um, you, you know, the drugs, I have no desire. Most days I have no desires at all. I, I do have some days when I struggle, um, you know, it, and it never goes completely away. Uh, some days I forget to think about it, praise the Lord. You know, it, it just, you know, I'll get to the end of the day and think, well, you know, I went all day long, and that never crossed my mind. So that, you know, in my eyes, that means I'm getting better a little bit every day. So, But I'll let Lisa take a few minutes. I know she don't want to say too much, but I'll, I'll stand here and offer my support. <laughs> okay, yeah, I um, grew up Catholic. And, I mean, I wasn't a bad kid, but there's the rules, and you have to do the same thing, and there's no bending anything. So, you know, and so I grew up Catholic and got married and then got divorced. I was taught Sunday school and for years and years, but then when you get divorced, you're excommunicated, and nobody came to me, said, how are you doing? I know you talked for 10 years, nothing like that. So we started dating, you know, and then went to the Baptist church. And like you said, you know, just different ones. And we, we have had terrible, you know, had bad days. And, but it seems like um, we can still go through the same things, but since I've been more open and, and kind of listening to, rather than, and, and this is not bashing the Catholic Church or nothing, but just rather than saying the same thing every time, praying the same way, it, it's, it's just different when it's, when it's personal. And um, if you, you can keep saying it and not know it. Like the Bible verses, I know, I mean, not all of them, but a lot of Bible verses, but when Pastor Paul talks about it and explains really what it means, then you're like, oh, yeah, you know? And, and we'll still have bad days and everything isn't glorious, but it's been easier, a lot easier. I was so grouchy. I did the, for 40 days, but I had no meat and desserts. And I, I felt bad, and I was grouchy, and I know poor Jay... <laughs> When I got home from work, I'm like, get me a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> no, but, but it, it just seemed, I don't, maybe it was just me too, but it seemed we were going through the same thing and everything, but it was easier. So, um, and that's how I felt. And then I didn't get, get baptized because I was just sprinkled as a baby as Catholic. And I have seen a big change. Um, like I said, we're still going through the same things. It just seems to be easier. Jay, Jay, I asked you Wednesday night, how did your prayers change from the start of the fast to the end? And if you don't know, Jay actually joined me on 40 days of fasting. Um, and I've, I've told him this, but I thought to myself, when he told me that I preached that sermon, and I saw you back there, man, he was, he was taking notes like crazy. And he called me out and said, I'm going to do that 40 days with, of fasting with you. I said, like, 
no food? Yeah, I'm going to do it. And I'm thinking to myself, man, that's great. And I'm thinking, dude, you ain't making it past lunch tomorrow. <laughs> I'll be calling from the Waffle House. Exactly, man. right? I gave up. I yeah, can't do it. Right? And uh, he did, he, God gave him the grace to go 40 days. Amen. Amen. Um, and, and I tell you, what, that just blessed me. And I asked the Lord to give me, give me, give me one person to go with me. Uh, so that was pretty cool. So I asked him, when, I asked him Wednesday night, how did your prayers change from when you started to fast towards the end? And I thought if your answer was great Wednesday, if you recall. I don't know. <laughs> you talked about how at the beginning it was yeah. all about you. Right. And then some, it, tell them what happened somewhere time in the it, middle it's of it's over, I'm praying for us and for guidance. not, you know, God get me through this next 30 minutes. And so I'm, I'm praying for your will and the carry and the and the courage and the strength to carry that will out in my life not make things better just show me what to do and where to go and it's it may be scary and it may be something i'm hesitant about but that's why god is is god he helps Amen. you and carries you through those moments you know and you know i i'm looking for some work now um, and that has not been an easy process. When the holidays come, and, you know, so that's another prayer. If y'all will keep me in your prayers about that, um, you know, I had uh, put in for some Social Security disability, but you know, I I just I, I don't feel like that's the thing to do. And God, you know, since I've Amen. done that, and I've prayed about it, and, and God has talked to me some, and um, I've got. You know, I, I think I've got a ways to go before I'll be on any disability. I Amen. Hope yeah, God's a chain breaker, and he's, he's going to put you back in, in his service. Amen. There is no doubt in my, in my mind that that's what the Lord is doing. Yeah, he, he has really breaking, broken some chains in my life um, uh, it, and continues to. And, you know, when we got baptized the other weekend, we had 23 people come. Yep. I was very surprised. I thought, you know, maybe... Lisa's parents and my mother and all, but then when you know we were in the parking lot, they just keep coming in and kept coming in. Get, I said, well, took praise, up this whole praise, half. Praise the Lord, you know. I have a very supportive, God-loving family, Amen. and um, you know they they are so supportive and they love this church already. My aunts <laughs> live down in Perry, and she made the comment to one of the ladies up here. She said, "I wish I could find a place like this in Perry." <laughs> Amen. Well, I tell you what, you guys have been a, a real blessing just to me personally. Thank um, you. And, Thank and definitely to our church. Um, you know, and God, God did it. Amen. What, Amen. Uh, what was the hardest part about not eating for oh, 40 days? Gosh. I finally have given up my diet sodas. Praise the Lord. I've been after him for that. He by was the way. after and it I have to bad admit, stuff, folks. I was that took that was more towards the end of the 40 mm -hmm. rather than the 40. So now if I do have a soda, it's a regular, regular soda. Regular. It's not all that diet and the other stuff they put in there. And I find that I don't want as many before. Right. Right. I, it seemed like I stayed thirsty all the time, so I was drinking more and drinking more. And now if I have just a regular Coca-Cola, you know, one, I'll, I'll drink half of one to put the rest in the refrigerator, you know. So it, that Amen. has made a huge difference. Amen. Know? Well, I tell you what, aren't you, aren't you glad to see what the Lord's doing in their life together? Amen. 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 Well, listen, 
One more thing, and then I'm gonna, we're going to celebrate the baptisms, and then we get one more thing to do after that. But in the back there on the, I don't know what to call that, but it's like a little table back there. Lisa, one of the things that came out of this fast, Lisa had made up a prayer sheet that they use just for, for their devotions in their house. Yeah, and uh, that came out of this fast, and they've made copies. It's back there. Yeah, we'll make copies as we see them dwindling down. So y'all, yeah, y'all pick these, those up and use them. Yeah, they make it there. We've each got a notebook at home now when we write in there, and and you know if you want to share it with your loved ones, you can. We choose not to right now, and sure. it, it, I think that helps to be more open and honest, and you can yeah. really say what you think and what you feel when it's just you and God. Amen. So. And, and all that the, came out of it. On the um, prayer, daily prayer journals, I got it from Pinterest, um, all of the little categories. But that again, when they say pray to God, and I was like, okay, um, our Father, uh, you know. Yeah. But that made it more personal, and, and you can believe that he can do more for you. Amen. If you, if you, I mean, like Jay said, not say, I need, to, I need this, I need this, and I need this, but to say, tell me how to get there. Yes. It's like saying that, um, what is it, a person can give you fish for a day or yeah. you can teach them to fish for, um, it for eternity. So yeah, that's right. That's and what that's I thought about it. it? Mm-hmm. Amen. It's been a blessing to watch that, hasn't it, folks? So I wanted them to share. Thank you so much. Give them a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. All right. Isn't it a blessing to see where God's working? Huh? We had some other great testimonies, and um, I wish we had more time. I would have everybody get up and, and, and speak, but um, obviously time will prevent us from doing that. Here's what we do want to do. We want to celebrate what God has been doing around here the last, I'd say about the last three months, and oddly enough, a lot of those three months was this 40-day fast, by half of it, um, and we, are, we saw God move. Okay, we did. Some things that really were bothering me, praying about how to deal with it in this time of fasting and revival, God dealt with it. And I didn't even have to say anything. And it's the fruit of repentance. You see, because I want you to repent, but I can't make you repent. But God sure can. He can give us the want to, and I got to see some of that happen. You know, and, and it's not real hard to figure out. That's a God thing. God did that. So we're going to celebrate. We, one of the really cool things that happened over the last three months is we, we baptized some folks. And that's always exciting. That's people who have said, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. And I'm his, and I want everybody to know it. So some pictures will come up on the screen, and uh, we'll start with that first one up there. This is Andy Greenfield. So, Andy, you come stand right over here for me. This is Andy and his dad. Take real good care of that, because your mom's going to want to put that in a frame, okay? Um, That's your baptism certificate. All right. All right. Do you see your picture up there on the screen, your dad? And, and me? That's not you. That's Mr. Carl. <laughs> I, I saw him start to cry, Carl. <laughs> Come on up, Carl. 
Carl, I think, might be the tallest guy I ever baptized. <laughs> what y'all don't know is I, I kicked his feet out from under him when he started going down so I could get him down. Because a big man like that might take more than I got. <laughs> uh, so this is Carl. And uh, Carl wanted to make sure that we all knew that he wanted to follow Jesus. Didn't you? Yes, all right? And, and that's sometimes a struggle, ain't it? Have you learned that? Every day. Every day. And you can relate to some of the stuff that Jay said, can't you? Absolutely. All right? You need to pray for this guy that God will give him the overcoming power of the Holy Spirit Amen. and be that chain breaker in his life. Amen? So I'm going to give that to you. If you go stand by this young man, it's like David and Goliath over here. <laughs> Andy, keep those stones in your pocket. Don't hurt this man. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Next, Ellie. I got to go by your pictures. Yeah, this is the Crayley family. So all of you, come on up. This is Wayne and uh, Jennifer and Emma. All right. It was my privilege to baptize these three. You could come up here in the middle if you would. Got to baptize Wayne first, and then Wayne became my baptizing partner. This is what we, all, we always try to do it that way. Um, there's several reasons we do. There's yours, and there is your. Emma, I think you grew this week, girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that girl is, well, you're tall. She's going she's gonna to be tall. Um, we, we, especially if we get a whole family that has put faith in Jesus and wants to make that public. I love that. I think the Lord loves that. Uh, but I always try to baptize the husband father first. Because there's something called jurisdiction, folks. Um, and that's areas of authority. And in this family, it rests on him. Now, Jennifer's got it too. But it falls under him. That's the spiritual head of the house. And I had a guy tell me one time, well, I didn't sign up for that. I said, I don't care. God signed you up for that. That's just how God does. Uh, he does a lot of things he don't ask our permission for. But, but this family will go where this man goes. Um, and so I baptized him first, and then he became my helper, and we, we baptized the rest of the family. I love that. I, that's one of the greatest joys of my life as a pastor. Um, second only to baptizing my own children. <laughs> and this is my sweet Emma, Emma Grace. I love this little girl. We do. And I got to baptize Miss, sweet Miss Emma here. So hold that for Daddy. And give that to mommy when we're done. And that, that's always been a joy. I, the Lord's allowed me to baptize all of my kids except for Jackson. And uh, you pray for him. That one, that, I'm going to tell you some doing to get that boy saved. <laughs> that boy needs to be saved some kind of bad. I'm just, I'm just saying he's, whew, he takes after his mama so bad. <laughs> and then, uh, and then two weeks later. Two weeks or three weeks later, something like that, sometime later, it was just a couple weeks ago, um, Lisa confirmed her faith in Christ after church on a Wednesday night. I said, you guys, and this was great too, I love it. When people come to Christ by faith, you don't have to tell them what they need to do. The very next words out of her mouth as she, after she confessed Christ was, I got to get baptized now, right? I said, right. Uh, and so... We did the same thing. You can see I'm baptizing Jay. Come right on up here. I baptized Jay first, and then Jay helped me 
baptize his wife. And again, I want you to know that all of that is done on purpose for a purpose to, in order to uh, honor God's plan for the family. Okay? And so, so we did that. I wanted to do something this morning, but was not able to pull it together. But, but I'm doing this publicly. I'm telling this to you. So as a church, you can hold me accountable. And you won't be surprised when I come knocking on your door for what I'm about to do. You see, how many people we got up here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Is there really eight of you? Wow, that is, isn't that wonderful? That is great, eight people. Now, here's what I need. I need eight people. Not these eight. I need eight of you to walk with them for a year. It's quiet in here. I need eight of you to be a discipler. Now with the children, we got it built in. What I want to do and what I want to do from here on out is that when someone's baptized, I want to bring them up, I want to give them a certificate, and then I want their discipler, their mentor, to come and stand with them. And I'm going to tell them for the next year, this person's going to show you what it means to be a member of God's family. It's called discipleship. So I, I'm going to be, I've got, I already got ideas of who, I'm, who I want to tap for, for these eight. All right? And we're going to walk through a year. So, and I say that for you all to keep me accountable. And, and we're, we're going to get the, we'll, we'll tell you what that's going to look like. But in a very, very near short future, I look forward to introducing every one of you to a person of your same gender that's going to walk with you for a year. That you can tell them anything. And they're going to show you what it means to be a Christian. And how, and how we do it according to God's word. So don't be surprised if you get a phone call this week. Um, I look forward to that. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Y'all can be seated. Thank you so much. Boy, God has been good to us, hasn't he? And it's not over yet. It's not over yet. I think there's a picture up there about new members. There we go. New members joining. Seeing that confession is good for the soul, and I've already told on myself this morning, let me confess something else to you as a pastor. I have done a terrible job. How many pastors do you hear stand up and say that? I have done a terrible job, because it's so obvious, I might as well not lie about it. I have done a terrible job when it comes to membership in this church. Membership's vital, and I've ignored it. I have just flat ignored it. Because some of the people in just a second that are going to come down here, you're going to say, you mean they're not members? No. <laughs> and it's mostly my fault. <laughs> so I'm going to invite some folks to come. And I want to say that this is not the whole crop. There are probably just as many people that I'm hoping next week or in the very short ensuing weeks will also come up here. We hopefully we'll do this every Sunday for a few weeks because membership is vital. It's biblical. They had roles in the New Testament. It's very obvious. Uh, so what, what, what we do in church membership is important and it's biblical. 
Okay? So to show you how bad I am and how poorly I've done, the first person I need to bring up is my own daughter, Anna. Isn't she beautiful? Come right on up here, young lady. Here's the thing. You say, really, your own daughter? Yeah, I, my children are rebellious. No, it's not you. <laughs> uh, it's not her. And I want, this is good for you all to know. When Elizabeth and I joined the church, however many, 16 years ago, our children became what's called junior members. And you know what that means? Absolutely nothing. I'm just saying, doesn't. And we have a provision in our bylaws that say when a young person turns the age of 18, they need to officially apply for membership as an adult with all of the rights and responsibilities that come with that. Well, when Anna turned 18, we were planning her wedding, and life was a little kooky, wasn't it? And you were having a baby. And we, yes, and we were having a baby. Thank you, Lord, for Jack. <laughs> That was a crazy time, and then they were getting settled and, and got pregnant, and, and so life just kind of got away from us for a while, and I told Anna, I said, Anna, you need, we need to make your membership official, so, and to show you how bad I've been at this, the second person is my own daughter-in-law, so Courtney, come on up here, and you're going to say, you mean Courtney's not a member? Nope, she's not. But she's going to be in a minute. I must say, in the history of this church, I believe this young lady is the hardest working non-member we've ever had. <laughs> Amen? Right? She really is. And I tell you what, I, I've told my wife this before. I said, if, if I had a church full of Courtney's, we, we, well, we would all be crazy. But, but we, would, we would get something done. I guarantee you, we would, we would take this community for Christ. Uh, so she has been a tremendous blessing. I don't even know where your membership resides. Is it at the Pennsylvania Church? Harvest. Harvest. I moved for well, you're as bad as I am about joining churches then. Oh, I see. Okay, very good. Uh, and by the way, for those of you that don't know, her father's a pastor, uh, Steve Clifton. Matter of fact, Steve sent me a text this morning saying he was praying for me as I preached the word. And I didn't have the heart to tell him, well, I'm not preaching today. <laughs> but I love her dad. Um, but we certainly love this young lady and the blessing that she's been in our life. The next family that's going to come is the Duncans. Um, we intended for them to join when there was two of them, but there's three. And little Hope will be a junior member, which means nothing. <laughs> No, that's not true. It means that that, that little baby's a part of us. And we're going to love her with the truth and support those parents. Amen? So you all come on up. Boy, she is out. I thought it was only my preaching that put babies out. Um, this family has been a great blessing to me personally as a pastor. I, uh, I had the privilege of doing their premarital counseling and... Um, and I always ask people that I marry, I said, out of respect for me and for our church, I would like for you to visit. Just one Sunday is all you got to come. Um, and they did, and they've been coming ever since. Uh, I had the privilege to marry them, and then the Lord brought them back 
here, and they live in Warner Robins, and uh, we, have a, we have a number of people. Anna lives in uh, Hawkinsville. She lives a long ways away, her and Joseph. Uh, and the Lord has always had us a few people. We got Calvin, who's a member, who lives in Monticello. And the Lord has brought some people from afar uh, to partner with us. And uh, we got some plans in the future for that as well. But this, this family has been a blessing. Kevin, from scratch, created the church website. Um, he's the one that gets the sermons uploaded for us so that we, can, we don't have to make CDs. You can just click on it and download it to your phone. Um, Devin um, plays the violin. Sometimes. Yeah, she's had some neck issues for since I've known you, really. But uh, this, this couple has been a blessing, and now they've expanded. And that little, that, that little baby is growing. So, and the Duncans, how long have you been coming? How long have you been coming? A couple of years? How long have you Oh, my word, longer than that. See how terrible I've been with this? <laughs> and it wasn't them, it was me. All right. Um, where is he? Jonathan, come on down. It's not like the price is right. Jonathan, come on, Buchanan, come on down. <laughs> that's that's typical of Jonathan's life. <laughs> Jonathan, and by the way, the biggest thing about membership, qualification-wise, is that these people have put their faith in Jesus Christ, to turn from their sin and turn to their Savior. There is no membership outside of that, okay? And you just need to know it. Um, I've talked to Jonathan. When Jonathan was a teenager, he put his faith in Christ personally, was baptized in a like-minded church, and so uh, we've been talking for a long time, and I said, Jonathan, are you ready to do this? He said, yep, I am, and I appreciate this man. I really do. Isn't this, isn't this great, folks? And we're not even done yet. Um, I don't know where he is. Where's David? Oh, you're standing up in the back. David and Angela, come on up. This is David and Angela Birchall. And that's Trey. Is Trey sleeping? No, he's awake. Oh, he is so cute. I don't know what these mamas and these ba- these babies are just growing so. F- I don't know. That is just amazing to me. Of course, he kind of came out half grown. He was a pretty good sized fellow when he was born. Um, David and Angela uh, come to us from. Well, yeah, basically from Macon. Um, they live over by the, you know where the pool is? Uh, is that, is that Northside Drive? And that, there's a little neighborhood behind that pool, and they, they live back in there uh, on a dead-end street. But they both accepted Christ as their Savior um, when they were younger. And the Lord has done a great work in their life. They've got three kids now. Uh, you've heard David up here doing some music. Angela is, uh, she's, she's one of the, I call, I have a name for people like Angela. They're doers. Uh, she's the president of MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, and, uh, and that, is, that is no small organization. Um, it's really big, and it, I don't know how old he was, but she was up there at that, at that MOPS yard sale at New Providence Baptist Church. How old was he? Eight days old, and she's up there working this huge yard sale. I think that's crazy, but, but that's the kind of person Angela is. She's a hands-on, get-it-done and uh, Lord knows 
we could use that in this fellowship. <laughs> David is a lot like Kevin. Matter of fact, I'm interested to get these two guys together in the sense that he's kind of technical. And, and whenever I have questions about, and I'll have a lot of questions about technical things, I, he's amazed how ignorant I am. <laughs> I call him and say, how do I do this or how do I do that? And he's always been able to bail me out and, and help me. He's also, um, an, uh, I guess, an accountant, right? Um, and and kind of like Jim Williams, and works in that field as well. So there's there's some great room for ministry here at Lake Wildwood Baptist Church, and we, we are thrilled about that. Was that everybody? No, Jay and Lisa. What am I thinking? I knew there was some missing a family. Uh, I don't even know if we're going to fit. That is great. You can go stand over by Jonathan. We'll push over. And this is normal. Now, this is what should be happening with Jay and Lisa. Everybody else, I'm, I've been negligent. But here I'm, I'm not. Um, when someone gets saved and they get baptized, that doesn't make them a member of the church, but it makes them meet the qualifications for membership. Because remember, the qualification for membership is that you have put your faith in Jesus Christ and turned from your sin to your Savior by grace through faith alone. You've got to be a follower. You've got to be part of the family. And, and let me tell you what membership is. Boy, that's a good-looking crowd. Let me tell you what we're doing here. Here's what you're doing in a minute when you confirm this. And I believe in, in congregational confirmation. What you're saying to, to all of these people is, we, we believe, we accept your statement of faith that you have put your faith in Jesus and you're trusting in him alone. That's all membership is. We've looked at your life. Here's what we see. We agree. We think your walk matches your words. Now, here's my part of it. I've met with every one of these people, and I know their testimony. And as your pastor, I can stand here with confidence and say that I believe I can confirm their story. Because you might not know everybody up here as well as I do. So as the pastor of this church... I confirm their salvation story and their life that backs that up. And now I ask you as the members of Lake Wildwood Baptist Church, um, do you accept the recommendation of the folks behind me for membership in the Lake Wildwood Baptist Church? If so, let it be known by a good hearty amen. 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 And does anyone disagree or have concerns? Seriously, you say, oh, preacher, that's so uncomfortable. No, that's biblical. That's biblical. Um, and I always want to make room for that because you might know something about one of these people that I don't know. And I want to make sure I have Christians that have voting responsibilities in this church because if you want to mess up a church fast, get a church full of people who really aren't believers, and you'll destroy it. And I'm not, I'm not for that, <laughs> in case you're wondering. So... Two more things we got to do. Number one, and I'm, I'm short on these. So if you don't get one, I will, I will, we're making another order this week, but it comes from California. There's two things I like to give to every new, new family. And the first one is the Gospel Primer. All right? This is a great book. Every family in the church gets one or person gets one when they join. Um, here you go. You have one. Oh, even better. I gave you one. Boy, I tell you what. And apparently I'm on top of something. Did I give you one? Good, now, you, now I will. All right, and so do you, 
You have one? Do you have one? There you go. My own daughter-in-law doesn't have one. Terrible. Um, ben, come up here and help me. And Andy, you too. Go behind Mr. David and give me those mugs. And one to each person. And by the way, I'll show you this. I'm so excited. Um, these are the Lake Wildwood Baptist Church tumblers. Isn't that cool? Um, and we're using this for our, really we're using it for our visitor program, our guest relations program. Um, but I wanted to make sure everyone had one that joins the church. So there's three ways to get one of these. And I'll do a shameless commercial right here. You can come back for a second visit. You see, because we're using this as a hook. <laughs> you come and visit the first time. I'm going to send you an email. Says, come back and come to our guest relations center, which, if you don't know, is right through those doors, and that's going to be set up next week for the first time. We have something for you there, and we will have one of these with your name on it on a sticky note, and, when you can, and we're going to have some other stuff for you as well. So we're going to give this as a, for a, a returned guest. The other way you can get it is how they got it, join this church. You can get one. And then there's one more way, and this actually helps me get more of these, okay? And that is if you want to purchase one, you can do it. And I'm going to tell you up front, here's how I want to do that. Because I need, I'm going to need more, um, I'm going to ask you to make a donation, okay? And if you can donate, I'm, I'd love for, for you to donate $15, and here's what that does. It pays for one. And it lets me buy two more. I'm going to be right up front about how that works. Um, so, and they're, they're pretty heavy. I mean, they're, it's a great, I had coffee in mine this morning to make sure it doesn't leak. And it was great and it kept it hot. Um, then I put water in it and my water tasted like coffee. That was not good. Um, but anyway, so there you go. I'm going to put this up here. Would you please welcome these families into the fellowship of this church? You got a picture? Is this not exciting? You know what? There's almost more of them up here than there are of you out there. Look at that. That is great. You all can be seated. Thank you again so much. And we look forward to doing some ministry together. Amen? And I'll tell you, I'm hoping next week to have a... We, we got about that many people again that still need to join, but I got to meet with them um, and process that membership. Wow. Isn't God good? I'm telling you, that, that's exciting stuff. All right, let me have my ushers come. I know we're running a little bit late. Like Jay said, we'll get, we get out 12-ish. I love that. At least a man's honest. He's not lying. Uh, while my ushers are getting ready and coming, come on, fellas, uh, I want to show something to you. This is um, Dr. Johnny Nixon and Josh Agan. These were the guys that spoke on Friday morning. Dr. Nixon wrote a book called Born That Way After All. It addresses uh, the homosexual lifestyle. And it's not what you think. Everybody, everybody needs to listen to these three CDs. One is Dr. Nixon preaching. The other is Josh Agan, who gives a testimony his testimony, and then I sat down with both of these guys on this stage with three microphones and asked them questions. There's a Q&A. I've listened to this thing three times this week and caught something new every time. You need to pick this up. If you want to throw a 
few bucks in offering for that, great. If not, take it anyway. I've got a few up here. I've got a few more in the office yet. Please get this. Another reason you want to get this is you need to listen to it because I'm going to be on vacation for the first week of November, and I won't be here that first Sunday. But Dr. Nixon agreed to come back and fill the pulpit. So we're going to get, you're going to get to hear him. Those of you that couldn't make the morning, Johnny's going to be here the first Sunday in November. You do not want to miss it. If you have anybody that is living in, in an alternative lifestyle, do whatever you can to get him here that Sunday morning. This message of freedom. John, God has used Johnny to help over 3,000.